Back to throw Fitzpatrick. Throwing high into the air. Got it. Parker, touchdown. What a win for this Miami Dolphin team. Wow. What is up, Dolphins? And welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins official podcast network covering your Miami Dolphins. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and I am here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. We are joined by a very, very special guest, number 94, Christian Wilkins. And let's not waste any more time on this podcast. Let's jump right into the interview for this Friday, March the 6th edition of the Drive Time Podcast. Wilkins. That's really good. Come on. There you go. And then you can explode off of it and go make a play. Textbook defense. Christian Wilkins. Back to throw. Looking. Get Roger Wilkins got him. Christian Wilkins. His first back is a mighty dolphin. Oh, he's playing well. And I'm thrilled to be joined now by the leader in tackles among all rookie defensive tackles in 2019. He played all 16 games, started 14 of them, and played a whopping 729 snaps as a rookie. He was the 13th overall pick in the 2019 draft. He is Christian Wilkins. Christian, welcome in. Thanks for doing this, man. Hey, I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and it's no problem my end. First of all, how are you feeling? It's your first full off-season here as a professional. How's the mind, body, and spirit working for you this March? Uh, well, <laughs> good question. I'm definitely getting all that back. Uh, you know, during the season, it could get so busy, so hectic. And, you know, it's, it's a challenge to play 16 games. And, you know, and it was a new adjustment for me and everything like that. So I'm definitely enjoying my first off-season. I never had this much time off away from football. So it's good. I'm enjoying it. I definitely still staying locked in and focused and trying to, you know, train my body and get ready for year for, for a big year two coming up. And you also had plenty of long seasons there at Clemson. And I was always curious to ask guys in your position this question. The length of a rookie season when it starts out with the combine, then you go into your pro day and then you get drafted, then rookie minicamps, it's like you don't have a any time off whatsoever. Do you feel that grind late in the season your rookie year? I feel like it could definitely pile up and and add on. That's why a lot of people talk about the rookie wall, and I feel like that's a that's definitely a real thing for most guys. Uh, there comes a point in the season where you just like, uh, you know, you, you might be mentally into it, but your body just can't do what you you know what it what it needs to do, or you might be physically feel good, but just mentally you're just so drained, uh, you know. So I definitely feel like the length of the NFL season for rookies is tough because, like you said, it starts almost immediately after. Your, after your, you know, last year of football in college, uh, you know, you go through training, you go through mini camp, you go through, you got to train all through the off season and everything, and then the season's extremely long, so it's it's a bit of a challenge, and you know, it, it, but it's it's a bit of an adjustment, but uh, you know, I'm definitely excited now that I'm, a, you know, I'm no longer a rookie and I get to. You know, I prepare for that the right way coming into year two. One of the things that Brian Flores and Chris Greer and pretty much everybody associated with the Miami Dolphins operation said about drafting you was both your on-field prowess, but also your off-the-field acumen and personality and what you bring to this organization as a leader and as a personality. And we saw that last weekend, Christian, when you participated in your first Dolphins Cancer Challenge and you won first place in your own race. So I got to ask you, how extensive, (laughs) (laughs) how extensive is your cycling history was that your first time on a bike or, or have you have you done that before uh no i actually love riding bikes and try to get on them as much as i can and everything ever since i was a kid i always just loved riding bikes it was kind of just you know like when you're a kid that's your first like sense of freedom a little bit yeah. you know what i mean like 
you're on your bike, it's yours. You get to go around and go wherever you want, kind of. So I've always enjoyed loving, uh, enjoyed and love riding bikes. Um, so as soon as they told me that one, it was for a good cause, then I got the opportunity to just ride my bike, you know, uh, you know, for such a great cause. I was like, sign me up right away. Um, and you know, I never, I've never rode 31 miles before in my life, but uh, you know, I, I got it done. I uh, dug deep and was and was able to find a way to, to push through. But that was definitely an awesome experience, a good cause, and I'm always down to, uh, you know try to be a leader in the community as well as on the field. But, you know, and then the community is important, too, because this is, this is I take pride in Miami now. This is my city. Uh, you know, I, I just take a lot of pride in it and just getting comfortable and just knowing, knowing a lot of people and just getting my face out there. We, we love to hear that on 305 Day, especially here. We're talking to Christian Wilkins here on the Drive Time podcast for March the 6th, talking to him on March the 5th right now, though. I got to ask you, Christian, you, John Jenkins, Rayquad McMillan, plenty of guys out there, who made the cyclist suit? Is that what it's called, the uniform that you wear when you're on a bike? Who made that suit look best, yeah. besides you, of course? I mean, I mean, I I would like to say me, <laughs> uh, even though it was a little tight, and I'm, I'm a little too big to be having that much tightness on. But uh, I would say Ray, I, I would have to give it to Raekwon. It's not me because uh, he didn't get anything else during the race. He came in like dead last. We all started <laughs> at the same time. He finished uh, 20 minutes behind all of us. So I'll give him, you know, I'll at least give him that. He at least looked good when, uh, you know, from the cross on the finish line. He looked solid. So well, I'll give him that. You mentioned 31 miles. I saw Raekwon mention they were supposed to go 25 and there was some kind of detour that made you go further. Was that, was that the case? That, that's right, yeah. So when I originally signed up, I signed up for 25 miles, and then the detour made it 31. So I was like, well, I guess you just got to adjust on the fly. It's kind of like, you know, you just take a roll with it, just like in football. You just got to adjust adjust as you go. You know, you got a game plan, and then you got to switch it up sometimes. Okay, we're going to get to some football here in just one second, but I have one more other sport question for you. We posted your high school basketball highlights on the Miami Dolphins official Twitter account. And first of all, man, you love that drop step. I see you working that thing every single play, it seems like. But I got to ask you, who's the best hey, hooper on this team? <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's the best basketball player on the team, Christian? Oh, it's me, 100%. <laughs> uh, I feel like... I feel like skill set wise, I might not be the best skill set wise basketball player. Like there's other guys who can shoot, who look more like the typical basketball players, you know, uh, taller, skinnier. You know, you got a couple of those guys. But when it comes to just getting it done and getting the job done and executing and, and winning, I think I give that. I get, I would, you know, I can do that the best out of anyone else on the team. So, uh, you know, I know they posted other guys' stuff and what they can do. It's all impressive, too. But when it comes down to it, just get, get in the bucket and getting it done, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get it done. You know, it just might not be as pretty as uh, some of the other guys on the team. Well, it definitely shows off your athleticism. And I want to talk a little bit here, Christian, <laughs> about playing for Brian Flores and also Marion Hobby, your position coach. You were recruited by uh, Marion Hobby and played for him at Clemson. Can you talk about your time with him at Clemson and the transition to working for him as a pro? And then also we'll talk about Brian Flores as well. Uh, well, um, no, it's definitely it's definitely been a blessing to have a Coach Hobby around uh, because it's just, you know, he's known me since I was a 16, 16-year-old kid pretty much. And, you know, now that I'm 20, 24 years old, you know, we've had a long relationship. And it's just, you know, there's just a level of 
expectations for both of us. Uh, I know what I'm going to get from him as a coach, and I know what, and he knows what he's going to get from me as a player. So, you know, when either of, uh, and when either of us aren't reaching our standards as a coach or as a player, you know, which, which, is, which is very few times, you know, it's just good that we have each other to challenge each other. Um, it gets the best out of each other. And it's, it's important to always have that type of relationship with your, uh, with your coach. And I just got a lot of respect for Coach Harvey because he's been around for a while, uh, coached a lot of great guys, and, uh, you know, he stayed true to himself and always just, you know, respects the most out of his players. And that's what you want. You want that type of coach who's going to be demanding, um, you know, but it's all, you know, it's all, you know, for your best interest and for you to be great. And what was your biggest takeaway from year one playing under Brian Flores, the the strong finish to the season? What did you take away from playing for Coach Flores throughout the course of 2019? Well, I just love his overall mindset and approach to not only the game of football, but just the game of life. Uh, he, he's a coach who always just has a chip on his shoulder. Uh, he's never satisfied with anything, whether it's on or off the field. He's always looking for ways that he can do better and improve. And I feel like we as players and we as an organization kind of just adopted that mindset, uh, you know, just being a, a tough, physical discipline, you know, in all that we do, um, you know, just being smart and just and just getting it done and pushing ourselves to, to the limits and also, you know, just never being satisfied and always having to check no matter the amount of success you had, you know, that's, that's in the past. You're always looking at what's, what's forward. And, um, you know, that's – and I, I love having him as a coach. He, he, he's like – he's the same thing, like kind of what I was explaining about Hobby, just he's very demanding. He expects the most out of his players, um, you know, and, and you know, he, he, it just works for him. You know, a lot of guys got his respect, and I'm completely bought in on him and his philosophies. And, you know, I'm, I'm extremely best to be selected here as a Dolphin, and, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see what's supposed to come in the future. I think one thing the Dolphins fans are most proud of this last year's team was the way you guys battled late down the stretch and stayed in it and won so many games there late in the year, finishing five and four. You beat two division or two division winners, I should say, and you won three games as double-digit underdogs. What does that type of momentum or success help you to carry into this offseason and into 2020 as well? Well, I mean, we can't go off of last year's success or anything, but it's definitely like it was it was important that we ended the season that way. It uh you know, it just definitely was a little encouraging, especially having to deal with, you know, the outsiders or the outside noise and the doubt and people not believing in us. Uh and it was just important just to see that the type of guys that we had in our locker room that stayed focused, that, you know, kept a good positive energy around the building, um, stayed locked in all year long and it was good that we were able to at least uh, reach some some awards. You know, and, uh, you know, so that was that was definitely a great feeling to get a few wins. But uh, you can't carry that in the next season. You know, you got to start to over completely. Uh, you know, get new guys in the building, uh, you know, be a new team. So we got to just do it all, start all over again, create the right mindset and move forward. We got Christian Wilkins here on the Drive Time Podcast on the official Miami Dolphins Podcast Network. Christian, we talked a lot about the Dolphins Cancer Challenge, some team accomplishments. What about for you individually? What's one area of your game that you felt like really shined through in your rookie season? I just I just felt like my ability to play with high effort and the motor. Um, that's something I pride myself on, especially as a big guy, because I feel like I uh, no disrespect to other big guys around the league or, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's just tough being 300 pounds and, you know, playing with such high effort and energy. Um, and, you know, that's something I just try to pride myself on that, uh, you know, someone may be better than me. I may be better than some players, but what they're not going to be able to, to uh, you know, to say is that they, you know, they completely outwork me. I just always try to find myself on being like a hard worker, uh, running to the ball, uh, you know, just playing, you know, just trying to, uh, you know, give every play, you know, give me my best on every play, uh, regardless of how tired I am or anything like that. And just so I feel like I just was able to show that. 
Um, and just, you know, so I flashed that time, too, to show my ability to, to stop the run, get after the uh, passer and things like that. Um, and uh, just looking forward to making that more consistent. Uh, and we talked about the 729 snaps you played last season as a rookie. A whole bunch, especially like you mentioned, for a guy of your size in that position. Played a lot of one-tech, played some three-tech. You even kicked out wide as a five-technique in some of those odd fronts. Is that something you're used to and comfortable with? Yes, I love I love that, and I feel like uh, that's a you know, uh, and it works well in our defense because we're pretty versatile as a defense. So it's it's good that when you know when you can kick me out to a five, put me at three or four eye or shade or zero, um, you know, and I, I try to pride myself on being a versatile player because it's always the best. You the more you can do, uh, you know, the longer you, you tend to last, uh, and the and the more value you have. So I, I try to pride myself on that and being able to play uh, a bunch of different positions across the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, and even you know, even playing some positions like running back or receiver. You know, I got to get a catch this year too, which is pretty awesome. But uh, I definitely take a lot of pride in that, um, and and you know, I definitely try to improve on that as, as as a player, as an overall player. Well, I want to talk to you about that catch because that's on my list of questions for you here. We'll get we're going to circle around this question I had for you and ask you. What what's the feeling like for Christian Wilkins when the play call comes in? They're calling for the heavy package. We want forty two at fullback, and they're running the flat route to Christian Wilkins. What's your thought process when that call comes in? Oh, I, my thought process is go time. It's money time. Getting the ends on by all means, by by any means necessary. Uh, you know, and uh, it was close. It was close for me, but I, I got it. I got in there by any means necessary. So, uh, you know, it was good. It was a excited feeling. I, in the moment, you try to stay really locked in, though, because you don't want to get too excited because then that's when I feel like you're going to mess up. So you got to try to, like, just stay locked in as much as possible. And then, you know, after you execute the play, then that's where you can just let all that emotion out and celebrate and have a good time. And that's that's kind of what I did. So. so we talked about your basketball career, and sometimes guys will stat pad. They'll throw the ball off the backboard, get an extra rebound in there, and then flush it. Did, is that what you were doing right. with the fumble on the goal line there, trying to pad your fumble recovery stats? Oh, not at all. I, I thought I got in on the first try, just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, no, right. I, I really just try to make it look cool with a with a one handed, left handed catch. Uh, I try I tried to make it look good, but then I got humbled really quick so I, when the ball came loose. But it was good. I was able to I was able to jump on it. Yeah, I think if they would have gone to review, you would have gotten the initial touchdown first, but they just kept it there because you fell on the ball anyway. So that was my opinion of it. Exactly. Perfect. Exactly. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. So I want to go back to that Bengals game. That was the game where you did catch a touchdown pass. And you kind of went viral there, I suppose, when you were mic'd up for talking a unique brand of trash talk. I want to ask you, what's the general reaction you get from guys across from you when you kill them with kindness like that? Um, I just, me, I just have such an amazing time playing the game. Uh, I just enjoy it a lot. I have a lot of fun. Um, I'm, I'm very locked in the series before the game, but once the game starts, I'm like the, a little, the little fat eight year old kid I was, you know, <laughs> the little chubby eight year old kid I was, you know, playing the game that he loved. And that, that side of me always comes out. So I just like to have fun. That's part of the fun and enjoyment I have in the game, just, you know, talking trash, but not only, you know, saying bad things or mean things. It's also just kind of like throwing people off of their game or just like, you know, having them hear something that they're not used to hearing during a football game. They're like, what is this guy talking about? You know, uh, so that's just kind of just the fun in it, too, that I enjoy about the game. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for all the guys in the league. Uh, to make it to, to this level, to be a pro, I got a lot of respect for everyone. But, uh, you know, in between the lines, uh, you know, while we're playing, while the clock's ticking, I'm going to try to get you out your game, talk a little trash, make fun of you, make fun of myself. I mean, this is, I mean, nobody's safe. Uh, 
you know, it's, but it's all just part of having fun. And then, but, you know, once we get off the field, once the game's over, you know, I'll shake your hand, tip my hat to you because I have, you know, a lot of respect to a lot of guys around the league. But definitely while those 60 minutes are played, I'll, I'll talk some trash. So we talked about you scoring the touchdown in that game and you got to be part of the offensive celebration. And I want to talk about when the offense scores, when 42 is not on, not 42, I'm sorry, 94 is not on the field when it's, when, when, when it's Preston Williams and Devontae Parker and Mike Gesicki. And then here comes 94 into the into the frame celebrating the touchdown what started that and kind of what's the motivation to get down there and celebrate with your boys well again i like like i said like that stuff that's kind of stuff i've been doing since i was a little kid playing the game and and honestly i get more uh more joy and excitement out of watching my teammates succeed um than than myself a lot of the time uh you know because you you just see and how hard guys work you know, and it's not, it's, it's nothing to take it lightly being able to move the ball down the field and go score a touchdown or when you got a guy like Gautra would rip off a block and make a tackle. It's not just on the touchdowns, you know. I do it to the guys on defense. Like, everybody knows they're on the way for me when they make a big play uh, because they know I'm going to be like a, a, a great Dane or something and jump all over you, uh, you know, and just, you know, be excited for you and be happy because it's great to see, you know, all the work you put on it, put in. Uh, you have some success and, uh, you know, you know, reward your rewards. So I definitely, you know, that's just something I've always done since I was a little kid. I always try to celebrate with my guys, have fun, have excitement. And I feel like it's infectious, too. Uh, you know, then other guys get excited for everyone else, too. Um, and it's just the right mindset and right energy to have. Well, you use the perfect word there, infectious, across your teammates. And I can tell you for sure the fan base definitely resonates with that infectious energy, Christian. They love it. I want to ask you one more question about the football side here real quick. We talked about you're, you're doing off-season workouts right now. You talked about some of the strengths of your game. What's one area of your game that you really want to work on to improve next year and you think you can get better at in 2020? Really, really, I mean, I'm never satisfied with anything. Uh, you know, I could, I can work on everything. There's never a part of my game that's perfect. So you're always chopping wood. You're always building the road. You know, you're always laying bricks. Uh, you know, to try to, to try to complete your game and be the best player you could possibly be. But specifically, I would, you know, just, just, just stand down low with my pad leverage and also just using my hands and being violent with my hands as a D lineman. Those are two critical things that are always, you know, imperative and important. So uh, I feel like once you once you at least have that down packed with you know uh, or at a good at a good place, then you could always be an effective player. Uh, no matter whether whether you're trying to stop the run or, or rush the passer. And Christian, there was a great clip of you on the field talking about how thankful you are to have this as your job. Kind of kind of marveling in the fact that you, this is your profession now, a football player. And I want to ask you about maybe a tougher job you might have had. I really resonated with the fact that you did a substitute teaching spot or some substitute teaching jobs back in your time at Clemson. What can you tell us about teaching and what it taught you about kind of being a professional in that regard? Well, yeah, first of all, um, you're you're right on point. Like, I'm just so blessed to be able to play this game. I mean, it's literally a kid's game, and I get to play it as a job, and it's something I love and I'm so passionate about, and I'm just extremely blessed to be able to play the game. Um, but it was awesome when I was at Clemson to be able to teach. Uh, you know, I was able to be the substitute teacher all pretty much the whole spring of my senior, senior, senior year. Um, and it was just – it just – it was it was actually pretty cool to see how many of the things I learned in football uh, translated to the professional world. Uh, you know that which was pretty cool to see, just like time management, being organized, having a plan, having a routine, sticking with that, and just you know just trying to be your best because other people are counting on you. So that's that was kind of like it was pretty cool. But I I thought it was important for me uh, to be a substitute teacher when I was at Clemson, just because one it was 
it was my senior year. I wanted a little extra money, so I was able to do that. I got a job there, so that was cool. And I felt like it was also something I'd be good at, too. And what was cool for me uh, and what I thought the, cool, the kids thought was pretty cool was that um, when, you're, when you're a young kid, you, or just throughout your school career in general, you don't typically uh, get to have a male teacher. A lot of time it's female. So I thought that was cool, and not only to be a male, but to be a black male teaching and stuff, and being and being uh, trying to be a positive role model and positive figure uh, for a lot of those students. But that was a that was an awesome experience for me, and I and I learned so much from the kids, just as much though, even more than I was able to teach them. So. That, that's that's awesome stuff, Christian. Really appreciate that. And that's really all I got for you today. We're so glad to have you here in Miami, and looking forward to your second year under Brian Flores with this current Dolphins regime. Really appreciate your time today, Christian, and best of luck this season. All right, thank you so much. You take care. And there he goes. Wow, how much fun is that guy? Christian Wilkins, the first-round draft pick last year, had a really good rookie season. Looking forward to year number two with him playing all over that defensive line, pressuring quarterbacks, putting quarterbacks on the turf at Hard Rock Stadium, helping out against the run as well. He does everything, even catches some touchdown passes, talked about his one-handed, going lefty one-hand catch on the end zone for a defensive tackle. You're just not going to replicate that kind of swagger and that kind of confidence. So... Christian Wilkins, everybody, good time to wrap up the podcast right there. You all, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Go ahead and follow me on Twitter at NFL, the Dolphins at Miami Dolphins, and we have all kinds of content up on MiamiDolphins.com every single day for you. But until next time, fins up. Fins up. Fins up.